This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I have a surprise for you. But before I tell you about the surprise, I want you to know that right now we're offering you my 15-part series called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, and it comes with a wonderful study guide. And we're offering you my book by the same title. We're living in crazy times, and we need to know how to survive them and how to navigate them. And that's why I want you to have this book. And you can order all these things by calling us or writing to us right now, and we'll get them right to you. But here's the surprise. Recently, Denise and I taught at a church in the United States. It was Eagle Mountain International Church, and Denise began the meeting with singing, and then I go to Matthew chapter 24 to teach about how we're to navigate these crazy times, and today and all week, we're going to be showing you that service. But before we go to the service first, I want you to watch this. Think you know the Christmas story? A babe in a manger, three wise men, and a few lowly shepherds. But did you know that's just part of the story? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you've never heard. Like how many wise men there could have been, how far they would have traveled, and why Herod was troubled at the news of the birth of a new king. When I was growing up, I heard the same Christmas story year after year, and I loved it. When I got older, I found treasures in the Christmas story that no one had shared with me. That's what is in this book, and I wrote it to share with you and for you to share with those whom you love. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the timeless story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this landmark Christmas keepsake. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the rest of the story, invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across the stunning hand-drawn pages. Bound in a hardcover, large-format book, you'll create a family tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or for enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today, Christmas, the rest of the story, for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Well, I want to sing for you a song, and it's from Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, which you probably know the verse. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And you know, church, there are a lot of personalities nowadays. There are not a lot of names nowadays. And they exalt themselves very high. But there's one name they're going to bow. I don't care who you are, what your future is, we're going to bow before that name. Oh, don't you love him? Isn't he magnificent? Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
accepted him and has given him the name, the name, the name, which is above Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Let me see, did you bring your Bibles today? Yes. Hold your Bible up in the air. Let me see your Bible. It's always important to bring your Bible when you come to this church. And today I want you to go, op go ahead and open your Bible to Matthew chapter 24. And I want to say thank you to pastors George and Terry for having us. And we are one of the recipients of victory, not only because we broadcast our program on victory, but because we watch it every Sunday night when we get home from church. I go in the TV room and I watch Victory and Denise goes to another room to watch Victory because she's a shouter and I'm a thinker. And shouters and thinkers don't often belong in the same room. So I intensely watch. I can hear Denise shouting in the other room. And I want to tell you, if you were not here last Sunday, you need to hear what Pastor George preached last Sunday about protecting your children. That was fabulous. And on a Wednesday night, there was a broadcast of Pastor Terry teaching about our individual and corporate responsibilities as believers in the nation. And if you didn't hear that, please go back to the archives and hear that because both of those messages were just so tremendous. But we want to say thank you for having us. And Brother Copeland, we want to say hello to you. We love you. We love Gloria. And we're so thankful to be a part of your faith family. Amen. But Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the Word of God. And Holy Spirit, today I ask you to do what only you can do, that you would open our minds. I ask that you would open our hearts. You are the one who authored this Word, and you're really the only one with the authority to teach it. And so today we ask you to step into our midst as a great rabbi, and that you would open the Scriptures to us, and you would illuminate our minds. Take us into the scriptures until we're changed by it. 
And I thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. So go ahead and open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. And as you're turning there, I want to tell you about several books. I don't often mention my books very often, but today I'm going to be preaching from two of these books. One is called Last Day's Survival Guide. I wrote this right before the pandemic. Boy, was that on time. This is a tremendous book, and some of my teaching today will be from this book. I wrote a second book, which is called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, which was endorsed by Pastor Terry. I really want to encourage you to pick up both of these books. And then... Denise has a brand new book, which is called Unstoppable, and that's really who she is. Denise is unstoppable. And the subtitle says, Pressing Through Fear, Offense, and Negative Opinions to Fulfill God's Purpose. So I just want to encourage you to pick these up and want you to know that today I'm going to be speaking from two of these books. But let's go to Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24, we're going to begin in verse 1. And Jesus went out. And departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Verse 2. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Then in verse 3. As they sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be? If you have an ink pen or a pencil, either underline or circle the word when. When shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming? Either underline or circle the word what? Then if you would separately underline or circle the word sign. And what shall be the sign of thy coming? And of the end of the world? Either underline or circle the word end and the word world. So when you come to verse 3, you find there are five very important words. First of all, the disciples said, when shall these things be? Secondly, what shall be the sign of thy coming? And then they say, and of the end of the world. And notice the Bible says they came to him privately, privately. So finally, when they have separated from the multitudes and they are with no one but Jesus himself, they begin to ask Jesus questions that they cannot ask in the presence of others, and Jesus begins to directly answer them. And they specifically say, when shall these things be? The word when in Greek is the word pote. It's spelled P-O-T-E. It's very precise. Tell us exactly when. We don't want a blurry or a fuzzy answer. We want to know pote exactly when shall these things be and what. I asked you to circle the word what because in Greek it is the little word T. The little word T describes the most minute, minuscule detail which means they were in fact saying, Lord, we don't want to have general information. T, we want you to tell us minutely down to the most precise information exactly what will be the sign of thy coming. And the word sign that is used here is the Greek word simeon. And the word simeon was the very word which was used to describe signs which were posted along the road to tell you where you were going in a journey. For example, Denise and I live outside the city of Moscow. And every day as we travel into the city of Moscow, there are signs along the road to tell us where we are and how much further we have to go. If there were no signs, we wouldn't know where we were in our journey. But because there are signs, we know where we are, 
We know how much further we have to go. Suddenly there's another sign which tells us how much distance we've traveled and how much further we have to go. And finally, when we cross MCOD, which is the big circle road that goes around Moscow, there's a big, big sign which says Moscow. And when you see that sign, you know you're no longer journeying toward Moscow, but now you've entered into the territory of Moscow. Signs. And this is the word which the disciples now use in this verse, which means they were in reality saying, Lord, what will be the signs we'll see along the prophetic road to tell us where we are in the journey, how far we've come, how much further we have to go, what will be the signs we'll see. But notice in the King James Version, they just ask for one sign. But yet when you read Matthew chapter 24, Jesus enumerates a long list of signs and they particularly say, what will be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? The word end is the Greek word soon to lay us. It does not describe absolute finality, but just the wrap up of one present thing. And the word world is a bad translation because the world will never pass away. Rather, it is the Greek word ionos. A better translation will be, what is the sign to tell us we've come to the end of this present age? And then, beginning in verse 4, Jesus begins to answer them. And notice in verse 4 how Jesus begins. And most people just skip right over verse 4 and don't understand the significance of it. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. However, when most people think about the signs that Jesus enumerated in this chapter, most people jump right down to verse 6 and verse 7 where Jesus said, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7, For nation shall rise against nation. A better translation will be ethnic group against ethnic group and kingdom against kingdom. A better translation will be one ideology against another ideology. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. But the first sign that Jesus gave is listed in verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed. The word take heed in Greek is the word blepete. It's the direct form of the word blepo, which means take heed, look, listen. He's speaking this in such strong terms that it's nearly like he's trying to reach out to grab them by the shirt and shake them up and to get their attention. Take heed, hear me, understand what I'm telling you, that no man deceive you. And the word deceive, which is used in this verse, is the Greek word planeo, the word planeo means to lead astray, and it describes one who errs from a path that he has regularly walked upon. And in fact, it is the picture of a person who's walked upon a well-worn path. He's walked upon it. He's habitually walked upon it. It's the way he has always lived. But now, for some reason, he has veered from that path, and he has taken another route. He's veering, or he is beginning to wander. And in fact... This word planel, here translated deceive, is the very word Paul uses in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11, where it is translated as the word delusion. And in fact, Jesus in this verse was actually teaching, look and listen. If you want to know what will be the sign that you've come to the end of the age, here it is. Delusional spirits will be released in the earth when you've come to the very end of the age. 
And my friends, we are living in the day of delusion. We're living in the day of delusion. And what is really interesting is the intertestamental prophets and rabbis who really focused on the end times prophesied that at the very end of the age, before the coming of the Messiah, there would be a release of spirits into the earth which would cause people to believe delusionary things. And this was the first sign which Jesus gave. Now I want you to turn in your Bibles over to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. And when you come to 1 Timothy chapter 4, Paul also begins to describe the end of the age. And it's very interesting. In Scripture, every time you have a text about the end of the age, it is a parallel text that describes the coming of Jesus right alongside with a period of delusion or a period of deception. So now we come to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, where Paul writes, Now the Spirit speaks expressly. Here we have the Greek word retus. It's from the word rhema. Now the Spirit speaks expressly, concretely, emphatically, categorically, beyond a shadow of a doubt, which means what the Holy Spirit is saying in this verse is not something optional. He's describing something expressly, something emphatically that is going to take place. And then he adds that in the latter times, the word latter is a form of the Greek word husteros, which describes the very, very end of a thing. He says, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. But notice it says some shall depart. It does not say some shall reject the faith. It doesn't say that. It says they will do what? Depart from the faith, and it is the Greek word aphistomy, from the word apo, which means away from, but it carries the idea of putting distance between yourself and something else. The word me," which means to step or to stand, and here the Holy Spirit emphatically, categorically states such a strange event is going to happen at the very, very end of the age. People will begin to put distance between themselves and what they once believed. They'll begin to step away from the solid, concrete teaching of Scripture, slowly, methodically, being in transition as they take one little step and another little step and another little step and another little step, moving away from what they once wholeheartedly embraced and believed. And this agrees what Jesus just said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 4, a day when people will begin to err from a path. And what is really interesting is that word err or the word deception which describes one that has left a solid path to take another dangerous route is really the word which describes a moral wandering. A moral wandering. And the Bible is literally prophesying at the end of the age, people will begin to question their morals. They will begin to question sexuality. And regardless of what science says or what reason says, they'll begin to distance themselves from what they once believed. And the verse here says, because they're giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The word seducing, again, the Greek word planeo, spirits which cause someone to be lured off track. And then it says doctrines of Devils, the word doctrines is the Greek word didaskalia. 
The word didascalia, here translated as the word doctrine, does not just describe doctrine, but it is well-packaged information. So now we find at the very end of the age, the devil is not going to come with a pitchfork in his hand and horns on his head, but he's going to come in the name of science. He's going to come in the name of Hollywood and entertainment. He's going to speak through the courts and present well-packaged information that is so seductive, it will cause people to leave reason and veer into unimaginable moral conclusions. And notice it says doctrines of devils. The word devils, the Greek word daimonion, which is the word for demons or devils, but the early world believed this word described spirits which caused delusion and insanity, which means if you embrace this well-packaged, devil-concocted information, it will cause you to come to lenatical conclusions. Now turn to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 18. And when you come to Romans chapter 1, beginning verse 18 to the end of the chapter, the Apostle Paul describes society, and particularly the wrap-up of society at the end of the age. He says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who what? Hold, everybody say hold. Hold the truth in unrighteousness. The world is changing. In fact, it's more than changed. It's gone crazy. We are living in a world where faith is questioned and sin is welcome. Where people seem to have lost their minds about what is right and wrong. It seems truth has been turned upside down. In Rick Renner's book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, Rick reveals the disastrous consequences of a society in spiritual and moral collapse. In this book, you'll discover what Christians need to be doing to stay out of the chaos and anchor to truth. You'll learn how to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, discern right and wrong teaching, how to be grounded in prayer, and how to be spiritually prepared for living in victory in these last days. Leading ministers from around the world are calling this book essential for every believer. And right now, it's available for just $20. You can also order the 15-part teaching series when you call or go online right now. Rick takes you deep into New Testament prophecies about the end of the age and what you need to do to sail successfully through turbulent end-time waters. Available in digital or physical formats starting at just $24. Get the book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, for just $20. And don't miss this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and today I am standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, 
We're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. Think about that. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just go online or make a phone call and bam, by becoming a part of the giving team, you can do something that reaches beyond your world into somebody else's life to really make a difference. That is powerful. And according to the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus promises that if we'll go, or if we'll do what we can do to help others go with the Word of God, His power will show up in our lives. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. It would mean so much to me if you would call or write and let me know how you enjoyed this broadcast today. We've never shown one of our services before, and I would really like to know your response. And when you reach out to us, let us know how to pray for you. The Bible tells us in Matthew 18, verse 19, that if we'll agree as touching anything, Jesus will hear us and Jesus will answer. And we would love to get into agreement with you for whatever it is that's on your heart. And remember that we're offering you my series called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. It's 15 parts and it is amazing. And it comes with a study guide. And right now we're also offering you my book by the same title. The foreword is written by my friend John Bevere, but the book is How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. And the subtitle says Developing Discernment for These Last Days. Boy, do we ever need discernment. And I wrote this book to help you have discernment for the times that we're living in. But hey, I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you that we could be together today as we dove into Matthew chapter 24. We thank you the Word of God is so relevant for the times in which we live. And Lord, you don't do anything to scare us, but you are very interested in preparing us, and we receive your loving preparation in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to continue the service. But remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, it says, Where the word of a king is, there's power. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. 